Hey y'all, you're listening to Their Ladyship, Joyous Queens Behind the Scenes, hosted by Courtney Turin and Emmeline Chapel, where we talk all things fashion, business, wellness, and pop culture. Because sometimes you just need that queen perspective. We hope this podcast adds a little sparkle and inspiration to all the queens out there. Thanks for tuning in. All right, so the theme for today's episode is confidence. And to kick us off, we have our quote of the daily. So our quote of the daily is, accept who you are and revel in it by Mitch Album. How do you feel about this, boo? I love it. I just want to revel in myself regularly, so it's perfect. Um, I was... I was thinking that it fits in nicely with this idea that confidence is about feeling good in your own skin. Not that you have to be perfect because there's no such thing, right? but being unafraid to be yourself, no matter how other people might perceive you. And I think it's important to note that if you're not there yet, pretend and eventually you'll get there. I love that because I feel like it's pushed so much. Like, you need to love yourself. You need to be confident. And it's like, but it's kind of a journey. It's not this thing that you just wake up and you're like, I'm fully confident. I've got it. Everything's squared away. I feel good about myself a thousand percent. Like, for me, like, the quote, the accept part is harder. But for some reason, like, the word revel in it, like, that, that phrase is like, that feels easier. Like, that feels more manageable than like getting up and accept yourself today accept yourself (laughs) like no i'm going to revel in it like celebrate yourself exactly like i think if we came at it from that angle it feels easier than like this task of oh my god like i don't have confidence i'm not accepting myself i need to do this like it starts to feel like this like work and it shouldn't you know yeah and i i also think that um Sometimes to get to the point of confidence, you have to do things that feel just outside your comfort zone because you're kind of like pushing yourself to level up one more step and you gain that confidence by proving to yourself that yes, yes, I can do this. I love that. Yeah, it's like they say like, you know, revenge, like the best revenge is like success. So it's like if you have, if you just prove to yourself like, you know what? No, I can do this. And then it keeps like you keep leveling up. Um, I've even kind of come from a different perspective that I feel like I've gotten a lot of like negative feedback on, but I'm, I'm still going to go through this journey. Yes. Cocky versus confident. Like for me, affirmations of like standing in the mirror and this is no shame to like whoever this has worked for. It's never worked for me. Like and look in the mirror and just say the things over and over. I had to get to a place where I started talking to myself the way I talked to my friends. Like, girl, you look good today. Like, you are killing it. Or like, look at your butt. This looks good in those jeans. Like, but some people are like, but that sounds really conceited. Like, you need to be confident, not conceited. But my thing is, when I hear fake it till you make it, I'm going to be conceited until I get to a point of I believe it. And then it's a little bit more tone down to where it's then it's like innate confidence i also feel like the line between uh confidence and cocky or conceited it's so it's something to be discussed (laughs) and it might be different in every scenario but i feel like it's easy to 
to say, like to judge somebody else for being conceited or something, especially if you're a female. I mean, men are cocky, women are maybe conceited. Right. It's like, I feel like if a guy's walking around saying that it's different, but I remember I did this. Personal recap time. So tell me, tell me like in the last month, has anything come up for you that like kind of links back to confidence and like self-worth and just, yeah, confidence, I guess. So... I'm a Pisces, so yes. I just had a birthday, <laughs> and it was an awesome birthday. I feel like I really um, intentionally made it as fun as possible. <laughs> I took the day off of work, and, I mean, we went shopping. <laughs> that was so fun. Yes, we went thrift shopping at a couple of places, downtown Richmond, and it was just such a, like a fun way to spend my birthday. And then after we parted ways, Will and I went out to dinner and I wore this like, Oh my God. Black jumpsuit that has like sparkly thread all in it. Such a great thing. And I was feeling myself. And like the waitress that was at our table was like, Oh my God, I love your outfit. And I'm like, yes, it's my birthday. So, uh, yeah, that was one, one good thing recently. And, um, another thing that I just sort of embarked upon is a coaching journey. So I'm going to be working with a coach. We have had one meeting so far, so not a lot to report at this point, but, um, you know, to the theme of investing in yourself and confidence, um, I am excited to see how I can grow with her helping me kind of channel my energy in a given direction. Cause sometimes I feel like rudderless or a little bit bored, like every day starts to feel too similar. And so I hope that working with this coach can help me identify what are the things that I really enjoy doing more than anything else and devise ways of doing more of that and kind of delegating some of the stuff that doesn't align so well with my personality and interests um and so I'm excited to see how I can how I can grow and I know I'll become more confident because I'll be doing more of the stuff that I love and excel at and all that so that's my recap I'm so excited like I think you deserve like flowers and applause celebration all that with the fact that you put yourself first in that situation like you know i'm feeling kind of funky i'm feeling maybe a little bit in a rut and i want to kind of go on a journey and figure out what do i need to do to help myself feel happier and feel more like in a place of joy and helping out your confidence like i don't think we do that enough like we kind of get on this hamster wheel of every day our responsibilities our duties and it's like internally we start feeling like blah but we don't do anything about it so i'm super excited like to see where she's going to take you and like that's a really good connection too like with what you were saying about once you kind of find out what are the things you really like to put your energy in and what makes you feel happy that in turn is just going to make you feel more confident like day after day yeah and like you said um actually taking the action to change the state that you're in. Like that's a lesson that I learned back in grad school. when I was like, you know, really not enjoying my schooling and having a hard time with it. 
I started going to the therapist and I've done it before. I had done it before that a couple of times, but that one I connected with so well and and it worked because I put in the effort. Like we would talk together about like tools and strategies and then I actually intentionally applied them. Like nothing's going to change in your life if you're not doing anything different. That's just, it's unlikely anyways. So um, I do think it's important to take stock. And if you are feeling like, you know, sometimes you have like moody weeks or whatever, but if it's a long-term thing and you're just like, what is going on? It's time to take some kind of action. I've definitely learned that like with my business, like I've never been a person that isn't afraid to ask for help. So it's like, I had that in my business like a couple years ago when I went full time when the pandemic hit. And I was like, there's some spots about this like I need help with. Like, how am I going to find my client online? And I've learned like that just investing in yourself and like investing in your business and your contents, all of that pays off. Like, when I, I work with Shannon, shout out to Shannon Lee Strategy up in Oregon. She is amazing. Like, just those like 16 weeks of working together, it boosted my confidence, like on social media as a business owner. And like, it helps to kind of see the results. You're like, wow, like I'm glad I did that. Like you just feel better as Courtney, as Emmeline. Like I'm glad I did that. Like I'm I'm glad you did that. That's like partly how we ended up meeting because I found you online and I I was like, oh my gosh, I love all her photos. I love her Google my business presence. She just seems like someone I I know I'm going to love. (laughs) Thank you. So yeah, shout out to Shannon. (laughs) Yes. Oh, let me think about personal recap for me with confidence. Well, well, okay, so this isn't necessarily recent. This was a couple months ago. I was having this conversation with a group of business women, and they were asking us about our opinions on confidence. And I kind of brought up this argument of, like, cocky versus confident. And for me, being cocky within myself, not being arrogant to where I'm around other people and I'm saying, I'm so amazing. It's not that. It's just more like I talk to myself how I talk to my friends, like gassing myself up and be like, you did that. Like you're succeeding, girl. You look good today. And I didn't get a lot of good feedback. Like a lot of women in the room felt like, no, that's, that's too conceited. That's, that's a little too cocky. I think you need, you know, for me being confident is about affirmations. And and I just, I understand it. I get it, but that has never worked for me. And yeah. so I, that's been on my brain. And so when we were going to do this episode, I was like, whenever I hear the word confidence now, like that's what's coming to my mind. It's like confident versus conceited or cocky, whatever word. But I don't know, like walking around trying to be confident has never worked. It's, it's helped me the past few months of just having that internal dialogue, not even internal, I'll say it. I'll be like walking around the house or in the car, like after a great session with a client, I'll go, you did that. (laughs) And it's helped me, but I mean, I respect other people's opinion, but that was, that was kind of a recap I thought about. And then, um, realizing, I don't know if this is confidence. Um, it's just, I guess more of like a personal recap, but just kind of realizing it's okay that my downtime looks different than other people's. And I guess having confidence with that, like 
I feel like a lot of what I do in my business is so high energy. It's very catching, be very engaging and attentive and excited, excited and talkative. And it's all great, but I've realized how much it drains my energy. And I used to compare other people's downtime or their self-care time or their time to recharge. And they seem a lot more high energy. And I feel like when I thought about my personal recap for this episode, I was like, you know, I think I've finally have gotten to a place where it's like, no, I'm confident in my recharge looks like I'm laying on the floor like a starfish. Oh my gosh. I love that. I am similar. Like, I guess I'm an old lady now, but as time it gets to be like eight o'clock or something on a chill night, I am basically laying down. I'm horizontal. Maybe I'm watching TV. Maybe I'm propped up on a pillow or something, but yeah, I'm similarly like dead zombie style. And I feel like the, common thread that I took away from your recap is one size doesn't fit all. And so yeah, like your confidence boost is different than somebody else's and that's okay. Your downtime recharge style is different than someone else's. That's wonderful. I think the important thing is that everybody finds the thing that works for them. And don't let, try not to let other people's feedback immediately deter you because at first I, I left that meeting and I thought wow so I'm a terrible person like I, I'm not doing confidence the right way and I like what you mean it's more like I, I've had to take a step back and go no it's just different and it's helping me it's not hurting anyone so I'm just gonna keep doing it I also love when you gas up <laughs> I feel like using that expression is like foreign coming out of my mouth. I've never said that before, but yeah, I like it. Um, but you, you do that for me, like when, when we're shopping or out or something and I love it. It, it makes helps. Me feel good. Yeah. I feel like it's like just that girl talk that you have with yourself. I feel like, girl, no, you look good. Like you killed this or you got up today and washed your hair and put on makeup. You look, um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. I also like, legit hear you saying that sometimes when I get dressed I like put my look together and I'm like and I'm like I know this is Emmeline's voice in my head I love that I love that just have that yeah like if that way of confidence works for you do it I like that though Court. like that's a good way to kind of just round it out like one size does not fit all in any aspect whatever it is you're doing So, boo, let's talk about confidence influencers or inspirations. That's heavy. So I looked at this and I was like, okay. And I thought and thought and I was like, I literally only was able to come up with one person. And her name is Paris Goebel. She's a New Zealand choreographer. So I first found her on this like Justin Bieber company video like back in 2015 and she has this moment where like she meets this guy like at a cafe with like his boys she's with his girls it's so cute and they like start dancing like out in the street it was the and it's was the coolest choreography i've ever seen like it looks like she's like stopping in motion like it's very tight and like quick and sensual and it's strong and i was like captivated and i know that she did like choreography for rihanna's like savage x fenty show on amazon um, and she has her hair buzzed. Oh, I like that. 
I was so intrigued. That was like back 2015 was such a horrible year. I was like going through a bad breakup. I didn't know what I wanted, what I wanted to do. And I was like in this really bad depression where I like stayed in the house for like a year. Um, it was before I started my business. And I saw that video and I was like, wow, I love her hair. I love her energy. She's got beautiful curves and these luscious, like full lips and gorgeous cheekbones. And I think she actually influenced me about shaving my hair or head. However, shaving head, shaving hair. They both work. <laughs> um, and I've just been obsessed with her ever since. Like, she's just very mystique. Like, I haven't been able to find a lot of videos of her. But, like, when I do, she's just captivating and enchanting. And that's who I thought of. Like, when I thought about someone who influences me to want to be more confident it's Paris Goebel like I actually had a client and a good friend ask me the other day what made you decide to cut your hair and we were talking about it and it it was people like Paris like I would see their stature and I would think oh my god like they just look like with having no hair you would see their neck they look like they were cool like even like temperature wise I'm like they don't have all this hair and they just, everything looks easy and fresh. And I think for me, I buzzed my hair probably in 2019. So I was like gradually getting it shorter since 2015. And it just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I'm not kidding. Like it was the most liberating feeling because it forced me. I cried. Like I looked in the mirror. I was like, I cannot believe I did this. <laughs> But I was at the hair salon. I was like, I don't want to cry in front of Yari. Like, I don't want her to think that she made a mistake. But it forced me. All you see is your face. You wake up in the morning. You go in the mirror. You're like, whoa, this is Emmeline. Here she is. Like, and so it's forced me to have to accept myself and revel in myself and like have that confidence. And it's funny though. Everyone's like, well, okay, you've cut it short. Now you're going to grow it out, right? And I don't want to. And when my friend, Christina, she asked me, like, what made you cut your hair? And it, it wasn't until she asked me that that I realized, you know what? I don't like growing it out because there's something really cool about being able to shave it every month. So it's like all the crap I go through in a month, I can just shave it all off. So it's like a reset for my confidence, a reset for, like, just my spirit. I, I, I don't know. That. It's just... It's the whole Paris gold it just takes me on a journey. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like I've never seen you with hair because we met like since you, after you cut your hair, but I love it. Thank I mean, you, boo. I always have this feeling like my head's kind of small. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't think I'd look good with a buzzed head, but oh my gosh, it looks so good on you. Thank you. Boo. And it, it's like, it, it, it does communicate confidence because I think for a lot of women, hair is like... My grandma used to say, it's your crowning glory. Yes, Grandma Barb. Yeah, but there's just something awesome about when somebody's like, I don't need hair. I got my face, lipstick. Maybe you do your makeup more. Like, you wear big earrings. Yes. I like. I do love, like, the, the way, um, like, a long neck looks. Like, the nape of your neck. Yes. It just looks so elegant. Thank you, boo. That's what I noticed when I would see other women, like even Mia Farrow on Rosemary's Baby. I remember watching that <laughs> and I was like, oh, that looks, so, it just looks so freeing. It looks so easy. And it even, it kind of brings up like, we're talking about confidence and cutting your hair. It also for me brought up like, what does it mean to be feminine? Because mm. I think as women, we really connect 
femininity to our hair. And I mean, that's that part I think has been a journey for me because there's there's some guys that are really into it. Like I'll I'll get complimented by guys and then I've, I've like dated guys that are like, well, don't you wanna grow your hair out? I'm like, no, I don't. Do you have a problem with it? Like it's, it really gets under my skin and I've just had to learn like, that does not equal femininity. Your hair does not equate that. Definitely not. And I've like, I guess something relevant that I experienced um, when I was 23-ish, I was realizing that I had a thyroid problem and like my hair was falling out. <laughs> like, it was like when I would take a shower, there was like clumps oh, no. coming out. And I remember being like depressed about it because right. like there is this weird thing for... I'm sure it's true for men too, and a lot of men experience like male pattern baldness or whatever. But as a woman, it's like I feel like even more challenging because there is this sense that we're supposed to have like this long hair. And nowadays, like people we see in media usually have some aspect of fake hair going on, like whatever it is. Um, And that's cool. I'm glad that they are feeling good about themselves, whatever. But at the same time, it's like reinforcing this idea that in order to be feminine or to be beautiful, you have to have this like luscious, thick, yes. long hair and it has to be particular texture and all this stuff. Yeah, it's made me realize like you, like I think it made me realize I need to live my life for me because I think when I started to, so I had my hair, it was natural up until like maybe I was in second grade and then I started getting it relaxed which just means that I would put this product on it that kind of straightens out the curls. So then when I stopped doing a relaxer and I went natural, there is like this stigma of like, okay, but you're going natural. So don't you want it to be like thick and long and show off your curls? Your girl has thick hair. Like Mm -hmm. I hated it. I hated how thick my, like it's so thick. It's hot. It's just, it's hard to manage. And so it is this thing of just like, once you do it for you, like, if it feels beautiful for you, long hair, no hair, some hair, a little bit, whatever it is, like lit, just do it for you. Live your life for you. That was something big that I think I've learned with cutting my hair for sure. Well, I love your hair. I think it suits you very well. Thank you. You babe. have a great head shape. Thanks. I always feel like I have a peanut <laughs> head, but I'm like, you know what? She's out there. I'm just gonna, it's just forced me to accept like every inch of my face and my head. But don't get me wrong. I mean, there's days I'll wake up. I'm like, oh, yeesh. I'll walk in the mirror. I'm like, you need to put some blush on. <laughs> Looking a little, little not so cute. But I mean, it's just helped me to kind of embrace just this is in the line. This is her. I love that. Thanks, Bill. So one area of confidence that I wanted to talk about today, because it's very relevant for both of us is the importance of presenting yourself, how you present yourself to the world. Yes. Um, And obviously that goes hand in hand with fashion and style. And so I thought it could be fun to talk about how we met. Yes. So um, I thought for a while that I was kind of in a fashion rut and as a business owner who does some development, like going out into the community, meeting people, um, spreading the word about our company, it definitely affects 
it was affecting the way that I felt about myself when I would go places and feel like I didn't love what I was wearing. And I know that some people don't really, I don't know, care about fashion as much as others maybe. But for me, I always have. I've really yes. enjoyed it. I'm a fashion girl. But I wasn't doing like the foundational work to support me feeling good about myself because I didn't take the time to go shopping and have the clothes on hand that I wanted to to look and feel how I wanted to. And so um, I thought about it for a while and I was like, okay, realistically, Courtney, you don't like shopping on your own, so you probably need some help. <laughs> and I decided I wanted to work with a stylist and I found you in a Google search and reached out and we decided to work together. And do you want to talk about like what like your services or anything like what types of things you do for your clients sure we can talk about um you got the revamp package right so that was like the full personal styling experience so we did your colors we did a color consultation where we discovered your best wardrobe colors come on cool winter mm-hmm. you're one too right um clear winter clear winter still okay. in the same family though yeah. our colors are very similar um then we did a body shape analysis took your measurements, identified your body type, and gave you like some essential tips on how to dress for your shape. And then we did a closet edit. That was so fun, Courtney. Oh, that was awesome. You did amazing. I was so proud. What was it, like two garbage bags? Like, yes. It was full to the top. Yes, the good Goodwill was very happy to receive them. <laughs> yes. Although some of them, I'm sure, were like t- more than 10 years old. I mean, they're in good condition. They were, though. <laughs> they were in really good condition. I was so proud of you. Like, closet edits are not easy. Like, it's a very intimate, personal service because our clothes really are more than just clothes. Like, it represents different times in our lives. Mm-hmm. It represents emotions, like some pieces you wear to boost your mood. And, I mean, it's it's hard. It's not easy. But you got rid of so much. I was so excited. I've, and I feel like I had tried to do like a closet cleaning on my own like so many times. Like every season I'd go through and I'd get rid of like five things. Yes. Like it's so hard. To, and then here you're helping me. I got two literal like black garbage bags yes. full of clothes to give away. Um, and that was cool because that also freed up the space in my very small old house closet. <laughs> to actually see what I own and to be able to do the next step in the process, which was shopping. How was that? That was so fun. Shopping was so fun. So we started out, we had like a kind of goals for what I needed to get to kind of round out my closet and have the things to work with to support the looks I wanted to have. And so we picked a couple of stores and then we went to Short Pump, which is like an outdoor mall in Richmond. And it was amazing to have you shopping with me too, because I, I feel like part of the reason why I'm an unsuccessful solo shopper is because I just never pull the trigger. Like I'll go try a bunch of yeah. stuff on and be like, uh, I don't know. Do I really love it that much? Or like, I don't know what I'll wear it with or whatever. Um, or even worse, I'll buy something and then have 
no way of wearing it because I never thought about it. I was like, oh, oh, I love these patent leather white shoes that I'll never wear. Right, and you get home and it's like, wait a minute. You're like, this doesn't work. Right. <laughs> so it, that was cool. And also, obviously, like you would pick up some stuff and it's probably stuff that I wouldn't have tried. And then I tried it on and was like, yeah. Love, that's like my favorite moment. Like, And I just appreciated how open you were. Like, I could just pull stuff off the rack. You would go and try it on like a trooper. And I love <laughs> when you would come out and you're like, I would have never picked this, but I love it. I'm in love with it. I also love the like catwalk moments. Like, yes. I, I showed you literally every single thing. Like, even if I was like, I'm not going to wear, I'm not going to, I never wear this. I still was like, look at this. I live. <laughs> like, that's what I look forward to is just sitting on the bench and just waiting for you to just come out each time. That was so fun. Yeah, I had a really good time. And then the final step in the process was you coming back over and putting together outfits, whole looks with accessories and shoes and everything. And... That was combining new pieces that I got, yes. pieces I already had. And honestly, I learned so much from watching that because I never thought about like pre-planning like all the possibilities for a given piece like mm-hmm. ahead of time. So that when the t- like it came down to the ninth hour, like I always leave it to the last second and I'm like trying to head out the door my husband's like, oh, Courtney, we need to leave in five. Are you going to be ready? And I like got one half of my makeup done. (laughs) I haven't picked my outfit yet. Now, if I had pre-planned and I already know like, okay, I want to wear the yellow skirt and I know that it looks good with these five shirts or whatever. Yes. Then I already know like it's so much easier because you also can avoid the problem of wearing the same outfit over and over again. Because like, Another thing I used to do is, like, I would have, like, five outfits that I felt good about. I, like, loved them, felt comfortable in them. And so I just kept going back to those choices because I never did the pre-work of planning outfits. Yes. So I learned that from you. Thank you. It makes a difference. Like, I started doing that back in, like, elementary school. Like, I, would, <laughs> I would come home and I'm, I'm like, a bloomer. <laughs> no, no, not at all, boo. No, because I would do it because I'm, like... I had a really crappy day today and I would just go on my closet and I'm like, okay, I'm going to put on a really cute outfit for tomorrow and I would plan it. But you know what's funny? I think I've kind of gotten out of that and now I'm shifting to more of a mood dresser and I get up and then I'll pick out the outfit, but I still try to give myself time. So I guess in a way, still giving myself like that pre-planning, like maybe like four hours in advance, I'll, I'll like wake up and go, okay, what are we feeling today? What... If I'm feeling crappy, I'll say, okay, how do you want to feel? And then I'll put together an outfit like that. I tend to be like, I woke up today, (laughs) wrong side of the bed. And I'm like, I'm going to wear my effing bathrobe today. (laughs) (laughs) But I like that. Like, channel the vibe you want. It's the same idea with confidence. It's like, if you're not there, you know, pretend. Yes. Yes. Oh, one thing we forgot. I developed your personal style. (gasps) Oh, yeah. How was that to like have... That's actually like one of my favorites is being able to help women know what is my signature style. Like knowing, like giving it a name. Because I'm not... I hate those quizzes where it's like, your style is... And it's literally one word. Preppy. Yes. And it's like, no. Like 
Our signature style is made up, I feel like, of so many influences, the music you like, your experiences in life, the places you've traveled, your zodiac sign, your personality traits, your style preferences, and I love taking all of those elements and then putting it into this roadmap, this like visual and this like verbal sheet that shows you like, this is your signature style, this is what it looks like, like this is, this is basically you in fashion. Like this is how you wear you, which I love. Um, how was that though for you, like that experience? I feel like that was one of the best parts because first of all, I, I love like personality quizzes or yes. any kind of like get to know myself quiz. So, um, and I've taken those like fashion quizzes, but I always feel like like I can't be put into one word box like that. Like I feel like a lot of women probably can relate to that. So, um, I was happy to get my result, which my, uh, personal style, Emmeline calls the cool chameleon. Yes. Yeah. And I loved it because that kind of exemplifies why I can't be put into any of these box, like preppy, romantic, boho. Exactly. You know what? On Tuesday, I'm going to be preppy. And on Wednesday, I'm going to be boho. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because I mean... Why do we have to define ourselves like that? That's, and I feel like fashion can't, like no one's style is put into one word. And I, I love being able to help women kind of clear all that out and get really just direct on this is my style. And then you have like a visual roadmap of if you're feeling lost one day with your style, like if you're shopping and you're trying to put an outfit together, you can look back at the PDF and be like, oh, that's right. Like here's some of the outfit examples. Mm-hmm. Like this is what my signature style is. I also think that when we first, so that signature style development happens kind of in the middle of the process, yeah. like before we went shopping. And so it was really helpful because I had reached out because I was in like a style rut and like feeling this, like my clothes didn't represent me and I wasn't excited about them. And I was like pretty boring. Like I was like neutrals, gray, tan, white, black. Those are the only colors I will wear. <laughs> Um, and so when I got my personal style sheet and it had like stuff on there that I was like, Oh, ah, like she's challenging me, but in a good way. I love that. I remember your email. It was like, this is like an elevated version of myself. And that's truly like, that's how I see each woman I work with. Like when I develop their signature style, that's how I see you. Like, I love it. So it's so interesting when, you know, it goes back to that like thing of, I feel like being too modest and it's okay to be a little cocky and conceited. Like that is how I see you. Like this elevated version of yourself that you're like, yes, I'm head to toe well-dressed. However that means for me. And that begets confidence exactly exactly so we kind of talked a little bit about this um a couple minutes ago about like investing in yourself and kind of how that helps your confidence and i was thinking about this for this episode and i really think like the idea of investing in yourself i look at it as you're celebrating yourself like you're giving yourself like permission to only think about you and improving yourself and helping yourself feel better. Like, I feel like life goes by and it's like, next thing you know, you haven't been taking care of yourself. And it's really important, I feel like, for people, like for our mental health, for our spirit, 
and just for the world to see that you take pride in yourself and you're making time for yourself, you're putting in effort, you're putting in intention into yourself, especially I feel like the, the very key thing that shows that to the world that you're you care about yourself and you're taking time for yourself is how you present yourself. Because mm -hmm. if you leave the house and you're just head to toe in like a t-shirt with a ketchup stain, <laughs> some slides and some really old sweatpants, nobody is going to take, I mean, it sounds harsh, but we really do live in a world that's visual. And I just think when you take the time and intention to step back and go, you know what? I'm going to take time for myself. I'm going to invest in myself, invest in my confidence, invest in my joy, invest in my image, whatever it is, just celebrate yourself because people will notice that. And it's like, I feel like you have to believe that you deserve it because I think sometimes as people we think, oh, no, no, no. And then the longer you keep putting it off, the worse you start to feel. Mm -hmm. And I almost think about like investing in yourself like to kind of lean into that idea of luxury. Like I feel like people always shame that, like something shouldn't feel luxe and something shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't put in the money mm -hmm. or if that's too expensive, but it's like, but I think it's okay to lean into that sometimes instead of shaming luxury. Like, yes, like you're investing in a coach or you invested in a stylist or, I invested in a digital marketer. Even like getting your hair done is an mm -hmm. investment. Getting your nails done, like, and that's okay. Like, I am so sick of people shaming each other for investing in ourselves. Yeah, I agree. I um, we were watching a movie on Netflix uh, over the weekend, and um, it like was about this couple that was super wealthy. Like, the guy invented some tech algorithm or something. And, um, the, and it was like Lily Collins, some other comedian guy and Jason Siegel. And he was like, he had broken into their like vacation home and was going to like rob them, but they came back early and then it all went haywire, but it's a good movie. Um, can't remember the name right now, but it was like, a lot of it was contrasting their lifestyle with um Jason Siegel's character. Yeah. Um and just like the extreme luxury that like this billionaire couple lived in. And I thought about it and I was like, yeah, it'd be great to have a vacation home with like uh orange tree orchard or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, we we still are able to like make these little moments of luxury together and like you can do that on a regular person <laughs> income. Um, and I think that is important to do. And that's, I mean, like you said, getting your haircut or getting your nails done or, you know, even getting a coach or a stylist or whatever, all of these things are decisions that you have to make. And obviously not everyone can do them at any given moment. But for me, it's like, like with the coach that I, I've just recently decided to work with, I was like, oh, do I really want to do this? Do I really need this? Like, whatever. And I thought about it and I was like, well, considering your age, like this investment right now at this point in your career is totally worth it because like that could inform the next 20 years of my life. Like I could discover something with her that, yes. you know, helps me get to the next level and working with you was completely worth it. It can, it changed the way that I felt about myself. Like 
I go get dressed now and I'm excited. I'm oh like, oh my God, God, I can't wait for everyone to see this crazy yes. outfit I have on. So I feel like if, if you can make the finances work, um, it's always worth it to invest in yourself. Even something as small as like getting like a smoothie or like getting like a specialty coffee yeah. drink or like um, doing like an in-home like face mask or like a pedicure. It's like, I just think you're right. It's like you just, it's okay. I think we just need to give ourselves like grace and permission. Like, yeah, this makes me feel better. I'm going to do yeah. it. And it doesn't have to be like this big bougie moment or you don't have to like feel bad about yourself for using the $5 on that instead of some other thing. Exactly. Same thing. It goes back to like that one size does not fit all. And so some people's idea of everyday luxury is going to be different than the next person. But like, I think the main thing for me is like, I even had a client the other day when she reached out, she said she had just gotten promoted and something inside of her. She was like, I really want to celebrate myself. And so she looked up a stylist and she said, she kind of had this tug of war of, I really wanted to do it. At the same time, I felt like it was too bougie. And whenever I hear that with a client, I'm always like, no, I'm like, you, I want you to embrace that. Like, I love hearing someone say, this is my stylist. Like, that makes me feel good. Like, I think more women need to be like, yes, like, I invested in myself. Mm-hmm. This I is- have a stylist. Yes. Good for me. <laughs> yes. Everyday luxury. Yeah, I love that. And I think... You said earlier that um, when you go out into the world and you feel good about yourself, other people respond to that. And I think that's true and that's very important, but almost equally important is that you have communicated a message to yourself that you're worth spending time and resources on. That, Courtney, yeah, I would actually probably put that above what the world thinks. That's true because it's like if you look in the mirror and you're like, I love the fact that I got dressed today, I put an intention, then you walk out with that energy and mm-hmm. then it makes everyone else follow. They're like, wow, like she looks really great today. And I'm not even talking you have to wear a ball gown. I mean, you can if you want. I love that. <laughs> but even just like a t-shirt, a nice pair of like jeans, some cute shoes and a fun pair of earrings and that's enough for you. But you got dressed, that's good. So kind of the, the last confidence topic that we wanted to talk about today was going back to this difference between men and women, if we're yes. talking in a binary sense, um, and learn how we can learn from the boys. Because I feel like, I mean, there's all kinds of studies about how um, in the job application process, men would apply for a job that they're like 60% qualified for, according to the requirements listed by the the person putting out the job whereas women wait until they're 90 or 100 percent like they check every single box and we're counting ourselves out of opportunities because i don't know if that's confidence or if we're just like following directions (laughs) right a little bit of both probably so there's that and then um just being a person who works with employees i see it often that the young women in particular, like women in their twenties, they're just, they seem to be less confident than men of the same age, despite having similar experience and background. I see that a lot. Like even, even like with me, like I'll, like I'm 26 and I'll see it with 
I mean, I feel like I've seen that maybe since like elementary school. Like it's sad, yeah. but it's like there's just kind of a stigma, I feel like, of like it's okay for men to be cocky. It's okay for men to not, you know, not feel bad about charging high or um yeah, like it's just this thing that I think does connect a lot with confidence. Like I almost wonder if they did a study, do men just have like, do they have like this chemical because- Testosterone. <laughs> right, that's definitely for sure. Cause a guy can just walk in the room and own it, but he's not shamed for it. Yes. And if a woman walks in the room, she's feeling her oats, she is dressed to the nines, she's not looking for any validation, majority of the people in the room are like, oh my gosh, she's a diva. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think that it goes back to that thing about conceited. Like in a way, I, I think maybe I'm learning from the boys. Like I see conceitedness, even like when they would play sports, they're on the field dancing, kind of like beat, like beefing each other up, gassing each other up. Like you did that, bro. And it's like, yeah, he did. It's like women need to do that too. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if it's like chemical or if it's conditioning, um, like from childhood, the boys will be boys and boys are more wild and just let them be. And good point, Courtney. Girls are supposed to be good girls and, you know, play with your dolls and modest. Yeah. Very like modest. <laughs> Follow the rules, be quiet and all that. You said, um, about charging and this could be in a business context, like as a business owner, women not charging enough. Cause they, I don't know, they feel like they haven't set the foundation yet or they yes. haven't earned the you know the local people don't know who they are yet so maybe they can't command that kind of fee but um i mean you could look at it another way too which is like the pay gap the gender pay gap still exactly. exists like despite the fact that more women get advanced degrees go to undergrad and beyond and they're perfectly capable <laughs> in every way I think as women, we we have a lot of power, and I don't think we know it. Now, I've met some amazing women that they know their power, and they walk in, and everyone thinks they're a diva, but they're just owning their inner power and their inner confidence, and I just think as women, we're programmed to automatically come up with those excuses. Like you were saying, like with the pay gap or with not charging enough, we just automatically, or with the job applications, we just instinctually start... Well, no, I, I won't. Well, I don't think I can do that yet. And I think we got to really realize how much power we have as individuals. We have power and we have to just own it before you leave the house and realize that you don't need to keep dimming your light. I think we yeah. dim our light a lot in that sense. And I feel like learning from the boys, they don't. I feel like men walk in and they're like, here's my light. I mean, you see it whether you want to or not. Mm -hmm. And I think women, queens, whoever, like just do not dim your light. I love that. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in. You can follow us on our Instagram page, their ladyship with no space for all updates send in any questions or comments you want to share at their ladyship 
at gmail.com. Until next time, stay fly, ladybugs.